If we were dogs, it would be Ruff's life. So I had to turn my fan off, and I'm just hoping that my room stays cool enough for the next 45 minutes. It's been yeah. a toasty few days here in San Diego. Oh, I can only imagine. I know what the temperature's been like around here, and so... This is getting to the part of the year where I'm glad I live where I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, normally, like, this is... It is un unreasonably hot for San Diego right now. Like, this is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Like it How got, warm has it been? Over the weekend, it got up to 90. Oh, jeez. And otherwise, it's been in the uh, low to mid 80s for the past few days. And What are the lows at night? Like high 50s. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, it hasn't been great. And as I think I've mentioned to you, we really don't use either heating or air conditioning here. <laughs> Uh, just because we're cheap, I don't want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I've been fine. Like, I have a very good fan that I have that I bought last summer when all this was happening for the first time. Um, and it does a wonderful job. And luckily, it cools down quick enough. Like, you know, it'll get up to like, you know, like I'll go check the thermostat, and it'll be hovering between seventy six and eighty most of the day <laughs> where the thermostat is. Mm-hmm. And so, but as you know, once the temperature drops a little bit below that, then it's all right. Stick the fan near the window and begin the cool down process. Yeah. So the room has cooled down a lot, but I know that it's just going to get worse over the next 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, so sorry. if I, be, so if I become, uh, more curt and frustrated, ornery, ornery yes, a great word. Uh, that is prob that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind when just you a, start insulting me. That's just a forewarning. <laughs> that's fine. Well we'll li- we'll live through it. Yes. But other than that, I'm doing well. That's good to hear. How are you? In general I'm doing well. At the moment I'm quite frustrated. Um Ooh. Do tell I'm dealing. I'm I'm dealing with a, a 3D printer issue, or I, no, I'm still in the middle of it, that is just frustrating and has gotten compounded by my stupidity of clicking options that I didn't notice I was clicking and then forgetting that I clicked them. And then, oh, it's it's just been frustrating. Like, I, I changed a setting and I didn't notice that I changed it. And I had a distinct memory that I set it to the right thing. And then I spent like an hour trying to track down the problem and fix it. And then I figured out what the problem was. And it was that I changed a setting that I didn't notice I'd changed. And that's why nothing was working. And so now I'm like back to actually trying to solve the problem that I was trying to solve in the first place. Yeah. And so it's just like I made more work for myself by, I don't know. Part of me wants to blame the software and say, like, it just changed a setting without me doing anything, but I'm sure that I did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I did it. Yeah. But, yeah. Huh. So. Yep. That's been that's been kind of my evening here, and really, it was, it's been split by my workday. So, it was my morning and now my evening yeah. separated by eight hours of work. Sure. 
<laughs> but you know what? We're we're now we've solved the problem we made for ourselves. Exactly. So now we can start working on the problem we were actually trying to solve. You're experiencing the spice of life, Grant. Yes. We all need excitement in these like tough did, times. Did right you now. did you have did it's not like you had particularly better things to do. You might as well have just made more work for yourself, you know? Well, I kinda had better things to do. <laughs> I was hoping it's relative. to have all these this things. This was done by... you know what? You know what, Grant? <laughs> yes. Learning what? experiences are always worth it. As long as you take the time to reflect, which is precisely what this podcast mm-hmm. is for. As everybody knows, almost a hundred episodes in, it's for us to reflect on our lives and leave <laughs> the episode better and more informed about ourselves uh. than when we entered. Oh yes, and yes. so that is that's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm your sounding board. I'm helping you process, and we're going <laughs> to learn from this. And you'll move forward. Yes. And you'll say, you know what, that was a good use of my time. Mm-hmm. No, honestly, that's one of the things about like <laughs> making mistakes that I really value is that the stupider the mistake that I make, and the more time that I waste from said mistake the less likely I am to ever repeat that in the future. Yeah, exactly. Or to ever go so long without catching it in the future. Because next time something is like all jacked up with my printer, that's the first thing I'm going to check. And it's going to be that way for probably the rest of time is to make sure that, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'm using like the right settings in the firmware. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's the same thing with, uh, I'm, I feel like I already talked about this a while ago, but in the lessons that we're editing, you know, we have to make a new version of the slides. So basically just a new file uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the name Zoom in front of it. Okay. Um, but I think every single person who is editing these at some point, including myself, just started editing the original version. Like even mm-hmm. if you made the the Zoom version, maybe you just like, clicked into the wrong tab and just started editing the wrong file. Um, oh, gosh. Like, that's happened to every single one of us, so now it's, like, much more of a, yeah, I need to consciously look and be like, all right, yep, I have to <laughs> make sure that I'm on the right tab and editing the correct file so I don't mm-hmm. cause big issues. <laughs> yep. So. Do you think you genuinely, like, normally learn from your big mistakes? It, or and by big mistakes, I mean small mistakes that waste a lot of time. Yeah. Um. Like I'd like to believe that I do, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's hard to like think through what those are, like both what the mistakes were and what the lessons are that I've learned, because part of it, I'm sure, is that there's been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard to really think through everything that I do on a daily basis <laughs> and decide what things are better or worse. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think some of it is probably less... Uh, some of it is stuff that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Less like a specific instance of a mistake than like in like a, a sort of idea in my mind that got into my work. And once someone pointed out, like, you know, if the biggest thing was... Getting work done and not proofreading before sending it off to someone and how that's kind of a waste of time. Where if you caught the error by just proofreading your work, it overall makes less time because the person proofreading doesn't need to make note of that error and you don't have to change it later. You know? 
And so I, I, I so when I first started, I was very like, ooh, I want to show how efficient and fast I am at getting things done. So I often wouldn't really fully proofread some of the stuff that I was sending off to review. Oh. And finally it was sort of, and, you know, I do a general pass, but I wasn't doing anything close, you know. And so finally, mm-hmm. my direct supervisor at the time was like, look, you know, like, just take the time to read through it again. Like, it's fine. <laughs> no one no one here is uh, racing, you know. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been much better at being more diligent about closely editing my own work before I send it off to any sort of review. Like, mm. and, and in my head, I still, you know, it can, it kind of depends. It can still go both ways. Like, I can closely edit something, and in the back of my head, I still sort of know the person that I'm sending this off to is going to find stuff to, you know, complain about, <laughs> no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's one of those things where the clo- if it's really bad, then they'll hit a lot of high-level stuff. And if it's pretty good, then they'll start hitting, then they'll find, then they'll focus on the little details. And like, in the moment, you're like, uh, oh, why should I focus on all these tiny details if they're all going to change anyway? But if you yeah. don't, then you'll have to spend time changing other things. Probably, like, you know, it's a it's a back and forth that you just kind of need to mm-hmm. be aware of. And I've gotten better at falling on the side of I have to pay attention to things more before I send it off and everything will go more smoothly overall. Hearing you talk about that was interesting to me. Because I assume this is like a formal review process of work you've done. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, t- yeah, I'm talking about things that I've written that need to go through an actual review process because they're going to be shown to the world. Yes. Okay. Because while you were talking about that, it just made me think about like things that I'm doing in my work and where I feel I'm either using too much time or using not enough time. And I feel like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum for most of that. In terms of like things that I'm working the working on that will be sent off to other people, but first they will be reviewed. I feel like I spend like so much more time reviewing them myself than I should, because I don't want to look like an idiot who makes stupid mistakes that I know I could have fixed myself. Yeah, I mean and it's just I don't know. It's interesting I, to me. I, t- I totally get that, and it's I think that part of it is that I the nature of my work. Like, what is being sent off? There's two aspects to it. There's that mechanical part, mm-hmm. which, you know, different people are just at different levels and have different styles when it comes to how they write. But the other part is the actual product and information that is, like, being sent. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm writing are various types of math lessons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the content of that lesson has to be solid one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and most of the mechanical changes or typos are just are just that, you know, if you're phrasing things basically correctly, you're saying the correct information, then it's a lot of kind of tweaking. And when I first started, I wouldn't do a lot of that tweaking like I should have. Oh, okay. Of like the final bits of phrasing like, ooh, like if you actually if you just said that out loud, it would sound dumb. You know, mm-hmm. like that very basic editing <laughs> technique of just like read everything out loud and you'll realize what phrases sound really, really dumb. It's so basic, but so important. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do that with almost every 
thing that I submit and send in, and pretty much every single time I do it, I find a a serious error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's the slightly higher level stuff that I I dealt with this weekend. I was um, finally got some time to work on the strategy sections of the puzzle book that I've told you about, mm-hmm. and that's and that's by far the most time consuming thing. Like among the people that we have, myself and our main guy who writes puzzles and the other person working on the book, we're all good at generating puzzles. It actually doesn't take that long to do it. So it's the strategies of really narrowing in on, okay, what strategies are there at all? Sometimes it's hard to even come up with them. And then from there, which strategies are useful to present to the audience? And so, and, and how, and then once you choose that, how do you present it? How much explanation Mm -hmm. do you provide? What sort of words do you use? Like a lot of that is very finicky and very like in the weeds. And since I tend to be more like verbose, I tend to use way more words than I need right away. Uh You know, I'll sort of word vomit all these strategy ideas, give it to my supervisor and he will take a look at it. And write like two sentences and be like, that's what you meant to say, isn't it? I'm like, huh, yeah. <laughs> and now that that's happened a few times, I'm much better at finding those, both recognizing when I need to cut it down and actually finding those sentences for me. But again, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like, you just need that more experienced person to just kind of be like, this is the thing you need to look for. And so now yeah. it's a more natural part of my process to look for it, going back to the original question of <laughs> how I've learned from different things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Dope. Indeed. The dopest. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll let you have it for now. Thanks. <laughs> uh... Let's do it. Oh, oh, we're doing it. Okay, we're doing it. Sorry. Okay, just give me a sec. I, I'm i going to be ready to do it in like two seconds. I have a fever. You and the only cure. Do you know what the only cure is? Do you know, know what I'm what, referencing? I know what the only cure is supposed to be. I don't know what you're going to say the only cure is. It's a comic. Oh, gosh. No, you should have just finished with the actual cure, but that's fine. I got a fever. And the only prescription... It's more cowbell. (laughs) Thank you, Bruce. But you've got the gentleman's armchair this evening by Wes... mm, A Hotchkiss? How how do you think I did on that? It would have been great, except I don't think his last name ends with a question mark. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. It doesn't. At least it's not written there, or it's in a different color font that blends in with the background. But in in Wes's comic for this evening, we've got um, we've got a young blonde man. Um, he reminds me of myself some some error in some ways. Uh, and he he's just standing in some sort of a room and says, "Oh, I missed you so much. Come here. Bring it in." He flops down on his bed and says, I promise I'll never leave you again. So before we get to the point of the comic, 
Okay, well, I, I'm I do just, no, 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 you, you're fine. I just <sighs> wanted to point out one bit of the art that once you see it will bother you forever. Do you think you can guess what it is? <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. The fact that he has different numbers of... Nope, he doesn't have the right numbers of fingers on both hands. Well, he has a cartoon number of fingers, so that's fine. Four? Four on each hand. That's a standard cartoon number of fingers. Yeah, but his pinkies are different lengths by drastic proportions. Okay. Okay, so that's the second thing, then, that's going to bother <laughs> you. Okay. What's the first? Both the location and the shape of his ear. It's like Shrek, except for, like, <laughs> below you his cut chin. Shrek's head in half <laughs> and project his ear on the opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> it's like coming out of his, like, jawline almost, except his, ha- his head is very round, so he has no jawline. Yeah. Like, your ears are, like, at the, like, level with your eyes on your face. And this is, like below his mouth and well, circular yeah. you're right they are i've never thought about that they are yeah, all I, I learned all of the fun proportional things like what <laughs> makes a face perfor- proportional in eighth grade art class yeah you paid more attention in that class than i did so the distance between your eyes is typically the same as the width of your eyes Hmm. yeah i had no idea about that but i'm like picturing it in my head and that seems to fit yeah, I did not learn those sorts of things in art class. Well, this was eighth um, grade art class. This was, I don't know how your eighth grade kind of, we, I think we called them flex classes. I don't remember. Well, I the, did, yeah, the class I didn't take that is not core. Um, but we had, you know, there's like the four standard ones that you took throughout sixth and seventh grade, which are like yes, ETD, yes. FCS, art, and the other one, Spanish. Mm-hmm. And in eighth grade at West, it was pick two out of the four to take. Same. And so I ended up in um, art and FCS. (laughs) Fascinating. Yeah. Those were not the two I thought you would have chosen. Well, I didn't feel like taking Spanish. I think that was kind of just a choice. And I think the other two I just ended up in, like, I don't know. The I don't really know two. why. What other two? Or well, as in the two that I ended up in are the ones that I ended up in. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't take art in eighth grade. I um, did. I took it with Greg. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Greg and I became friends. We was doing oh, art projects gosh. together. <laughs> uh, it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure you did. Middle school art was fun. It was great. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about my middle school art teacher. Because, like, it's one of those classes where I feel like the teacher has a lot of influence on how you feel about it. Well, maybe that's most classes, but. The name of my middle school art teacher is on the tip of my tongue. I know that it starts with a K, and I just can't figure it out. So I'm going to find it right now. Is it worth it? I It'll mean nothing to no, me. It's, no, I know, but it'll be worth it to me. Staff directory. Okay. Are you going to bleep it out? No, I don't care. Why, well, why, I would, care. why would I bleep it out? <laughs> I think you should bleep it why out. Why would you care? <laughs> I think you should care. I think it'll make more uh, more drama if you bleep it out. 
think so. Wow. It is nine pages that I have to try and go through to find this stupid it's name. It's not freaking <laughs> worth it because they probably don't work there anymore. No, they totally do. Got it. I knew it. If you say it, you have to bloop it out. It is Miss Cowbell. I'm going to listen to this episode and, and you know it. With a name like that, there's no way I can bleep it out. You have to. Why do I have to? Because it gives away all of the mystery of this podcast. <laughs> there's no mystery on my end. It's all on your end. And this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Except they can trace back from it. They already know. People already know, like, what city we grew up in. Like, we don't leave I don't it think so. Uh, anyway, I just Googled her name, and it's not easy to... F First of all, you'd have to figure out how to spell her name, <sighs> which with a last name like that is not simple. <laughs> it's the internet. They can find anything. <laughs> I know they could. I'm not too worried about our 14 listeners. <laughs> Wait, 14? 14. It recently got bumped up. Holy shnikes, what happened to us? I don't know, but I know that the weekly email that I get from our host um, is totally broken. <laughs> because the email that I got this week said, your podcast received 71 downloads this week. And then it said most popular episodes. And it had like, you know, three or whatever. And I went into the actual statistics and the weekly downloads this week was like, I don't know, like seven. <laughs> mm -hmm. So something's wrong on their email system of how they <laughs> get the information to me. But Bug report. In either case, it is claiming 14 listeners. Okay. That's exciting. So that's what you got. Maybe it's 14 um, people have listened ever. I suppose. I think it actually does treat it as like, like with some level of activity. Oh, okay. So it's like 14 people who have probably downloaded it in the last X time frame. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got. Neat. So, the comic. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's a comic related to this, isn't there? I think we could just talk more about art class. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> well... Okay, get to the comic in like 60 seconds. I feel bad because I feel like one of the biggest things that I learned from my middle school art classes was how to lie, cheat, and steal. <laughs> Do explain. First, the lying. The lying, I can at least okay, understand. Okay, the lying is the only actual one. Cheating okay. and, or lying and cheating. Or cheating, maybe, maybe cheating. Cheat is, is cheating a form of lying? Yes, yes. Okay. Because so not the stealing then that's probably good that that wouldn't uh, jive with my yes. expectations for you as a middle schooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I didn't necessarily participate in this, but in art class <laughs> is where we learned that um, my middle school art teacher wasn't super organized, but like I'm still gonna say was a wonderful art teacher. I definitely learned things from her class, and it was a great class to have, but she wasn't the most organized and observant person, um, and she knew that about herself, which is, it's good to know yourself well, um, but students knew that about her as well, and that she knew that about herself, 
And so they knew they could get away with not doing any of the projects and saying, oh, yeah, you, I turned it into you last week and you said it looked great. Mm-hmm. You said it was definitely going to be 100%. And then they would get 100% on the project they didn't do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it, it taught me some things about the world. I don't know. But, of course, you would never participate in such a dastardly deed. I can send you pictures of my art projects to prove that I did not participate. Okay. So you didn't lie or cheat at all? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. (laughs) There was one project that... Well, first of all, my teacher, my art teacher was uh, very organized. (laughs) Oh. I don't think that, like, she was a very bright person. You wouldn't have been able to pull anything like that on her. Um, there was one project, God, I feel like I've told you about this, where we had to make a an oversized sculpture of uh, an art supply. Mm. So we all, we got into groups, and each group would go up to the front table, and each... Um, on the table was a bunch of like uh, paper lunch bags mm-hmm. and uh, you would just grab one bring it back to your uh, table and inside would be some art supply and that's what your sculpture would be oh gosh so of course I was not one and you had to make this like large like the size of a person so you had to scale it up oh god and uh, of course I was not one of the lucky groups who got something, say, like an eraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something particularly easy to make because it's a box <laughs> that you paint. <laughs> Quite geometric. We got a paint roller. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so we got to, like, go down to the ETD shop and, like, get some two by fours and with the teacher's help, like, get them cut up. And kind of build the scaffolding for this paint roller and then paper mache. Like get I think we got some big poster board to be the roller. Uh, probably some more poster board for the handle, who knows? Um, and like paper mache around that. And it actually turned out pretty well from my memory, as well as you would expect a group of rowdy eighth graders to do on this, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I feel good. like it probably turned out better than I would expect a group of rowdy eighth graders to produce. Uh, fine, I would say at, at least as well. Okay. So I mean, there were saying... definitely some groups who did really well. Um, but mm-hmm. ours was certainly passable given the high level of difficulty associated with it compared to some of the more regularly shaped objects that the class had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Turned out better than my uh, drag race car from 7th grade ETD. Did you guys do oh, that? Yes, we did. Okay. And I was the best mine was not very pretty and definitely not fast (laughs) well that's very sad i I didn't do very well on that that's probably part of the reason why i decided not to proceed with that class and i didn't have a very good knack for it (laughs) i'm sorry to hear that that was like my coolest point of all of my life not actually but i mean it doesn't surprise me like Given the ways that we each spend our free time, yeah, it's not like we're both technically minded, but in different ways. <laughs> Very different ways. 
So yeah, it's it's not surprising to me at all that I ended up taking art class and you ended up, <laughs> I assume that you did ETD type things in eighth grade as well. Yes, I made yeah. a table, made a nightstand end table. Yeah. Yes. And guess where it is right now? Right next to you. It's in my apartment right next to my couch. It is my Good. one piece of furniture other than like sitting furniture in like real furniture in my living room right now i know that the coat rack from sixth grade definitely still exists but it's definitely in my parents garage yeah that's what we made in sixth grade was a basic like coat or hat rack i guess so it all it is was um you take two slabs of wood one is the back and one is like a top shelf and then you make two uh kind of fancier side uh, pieces to actually mm-hmm. hold them together. And that was like really the only thing was like cut out a couple blocks and then cut out a kind of a curve in the sides and maybe route mm-hmm. them if you were feeling particularly fancy. Mm-hmm. And then you just install the pegs and you could also burnish a, or not burnish, whatever the term would be for just in, essentially etching and scribing uh, some sort of thing onto the actual wood that mm-hmm. you could see yeah so that was our sixth grade project um it still exists somewhere in my parents garage mm-hmm. so hmm. i have vague memories of doing that but i don't remember that at all yeah that's okay I feel like I'm going to send you, I'm going to find this. I'm going to send it to you. I feel like we've talked about Dude Perfect at some point, right? Yes. And so they have a a show on their YouTube channel called Overtime. Okay. Oh, oh yes, yes. Have you watched this? No. Okay. Um, So basically there was just a segment in the show where their task was, they were given a bunch of two by fours and some tools and they had to build a chair in 30 minutes. <gasps> I feel like you would enjoy it in- oh, immensely. I would love it. Yeah. So I will send that to you. All right. Well, that was a long 60 seconds. Uh, but that's fine. We can move on. An old favorite. Brewster Rocket. By Tim Rickard. Is it an old favorite? I mean, it's an old favorite of mine. I just oh. like the name. I know that we've had it at least a couple times. Oh. Anyway, we have a couple of um, people uh, who are dressed very similar to each other uh, in a weird kind of post-apocalyptic sort of a way. And the first panel uh, the titles the comic Life Under Quarantine. And we have a woman looking shocked at a um, some shelving against a wall that only has two boxes on it. And she says, what happened to the food supply? And uh, a man in frame wearing a hat and some cool sunglasses says, I ate it. I was fattening the curve. And the woman <laughs> agog says, that's flattening the curve, imbecile. And the man says, when I get nervous, I stress eat. And the woman says, we'll starve now. And the guy says, well, that's not helping. What a roller coaster. 
<laughs> Ooh, we got a good fat joke in the comics uh, from David saying, Cliff still has plenty of meat on him to feed the others. <laughs> this, is a, even, this is a even, juicy comment section. Oh, 17 replies. Oh, geez. The first reply, Let's Donner, not go through party of one. time. <laughs> Did you hear the Donner Party joke, though? Yeah, I, I heard that one, but let's not. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I didn't even notice what I chose. Oh, it was only 21 hours ago, too. Oh, it's oh, someone linked today. Someone linked to a YouTube video. I have to t- see what that's all about. No, don't do that. Too late. It's not like I'm on a work computer. Oh, it's to a song. Um, written by Rupert Holmes. Do you know who Rupert Holmes is? I have no idea who Rupert Holmes is. If I remember correctly, um, yes, he wrote the song Escape. Do you know what the song Escape is? Nope. I know what the song Escapar by Enrique Iglesias is. It is subtitled The Pina Colada Song. Oh, is that what that song is actually called? Yep. It's actually called Escape parentheses the pina colada song i've only heard a very short snippet of that song i'm sure i know all of it <laughs> oh, it's a very fun like you should you should at least just google the lyrics to it sometime it's a very funny story that the, that the whole song tells okay if you send me a reminder i'll maybe do it well then i'll just tell you so basically what the song is about oh. is a man is you know like dating a woman or something and he 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 said he tells in the first verse how dating he a woman is or something. <laughs> well, I think that they're dating, just dating. And the man in the first verse conf- confesses how he just feels kind of tired of the relationship. It's the same old thing over and over. So he puts an ad in the paper, and the ad in the paper is asking about, oh, do you like pina coladas? Do you like getting caught in the rain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Uh, and then he gets a reply in the paper uh echoing and the and the so the second verse is about how he gets a reply and the reply is the second chorus saying yes i do like pina coladas etc etc and then he shows up the third verse is about how he shows up to a diner that was in the advertisement and lo and behold in walks in the woman that he was dating and they both just laugh and talk about, oh, how they didn't know that they both liked pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. And that's the song. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> so, what's your comic about, Grant? We'll get to yours. <laughs> Wait, okay, let me get back to the comic so I can remind myself what I was thinking. About oh, quarantine, yeah. Shelvis. <laughs> about What? Nothing. I was seeing if I could confuse you. No, it's not about shelves. Um, I was thinking about stress eating. First of all, I've I've been conditioned to ask this question first, I guess. <laughs> Mark, do you stress eat or else this whole comic is pointless and I should ask a different question? Do you um, ever stress eat? Yes, I have stress eaten. 
do you have a food or a type of food or a sort of theme that you tend to gravitate towards when you stress eat ever? I or would when you have stress eaten. Yeah, I mean it definitely veers more towards like sweet desserty type things. Um, but it de- it depends. Like there are definitely like it it kind of depends on the level and the situation. There are times when the stress eating is just like some full meal that sounds really good at the time. Oh, you know. Really? So whether that's like I eat an additional meal or I was gonna eat this and be good, but like you screw it, I'm just gonna have this like other tasty bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but more generally, it's the i'm gonna have like some sort of like like chocolate or something like that it's pretty common for me i'm not a big salty snacker you stress eat chocolate though yeah i think we have different definitions of stress eating or you're an absolute savage (laughs) okay what's your definition of stress eating my definition is it's been a stressful day and so i'm gonna go eat something that's gonna make me feel happier for a very short period of time and lots of times the answer to that is chocolate so when you stress eat chocolate how much chocolate do you eat approximately use any (laughs) any unit or descriptor you want um i would say it so it depends it could be so uh are you aware of what Hershey's Symphony bars are? Yes. And the king-sized versions that cost like 250? I think so. Okay. So that's a common unit of stress-eaten chocolate is one of those entire things. And just out of curiosity, I'm going to Google um so in one one serving No, that can't be right. That's like too small of a thing. Um, king size Hershey's Symphony bar. I'm just trying to get a feel for like how many calories are in this thing. So comparing it to like say uh say uh yeah the XL one yeah that's what I want. Um, compared to say uh like a pint of ice cream, which is also Mm. one that was pretty common in like college. Um, was a pint of ice cream. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So anyway, I would say like uh, something like that, or if I have a smaller amount of chocolate, like right now, just because I wanted a treat, I haven't been stress eating them because I haven't been particularly stressed, but I have like the Hershey nuggets in my fridge, you know, just like the the small little, you know, kind of like the size of like two Hershey kisses probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, so I would say like a couple handfuls of those would be. Okay. The amount until I start, you know, basically the amount that I could eat until I was like, wow, that's way too much chocolate. And I feel like jittery and gross. And somehow like I gained seven pounds. Then it's like, all right, this isn't making me feel any better. I'm going to stop now. (laughs) I think that descriptor is the difference between our stress eating. Okay. Is you hit that point and then I assume you stop. Yeah. And I feel like. In my head, it's like I hit that point and I'm like, no, I'm stress eating. It's fine. I'm going to finish the bag of chips. Well, again, I think that that's the difference. The the bigger difference is like the nature of what the stress eating is. Like if it's a full meal thing, even if I'm feeling full, I'll probably just power through and eat the whole thing. It's just hard to eat a lot of chocolate, you know, 
like for me at least i think a bag of chips if that was just my choice like like i could probably like something like tostitos i I can i can Mm -hmm. slam a bag of tostitos if i have a mind to so i don't know i think there's something about those kind of like salty like empty carb snacks Mm -hmm. that are way easier to just blaze through maybe that's part of it chocolate because chocolate is like you know 50 percent like milk fat (laughs) like (laughs) it's hard to really it's like eating a tasty stick of butter (laughs) yeah but like you just can't can't power through it in the same way at least i can't Uh, maybe yeah i'm i'm thinking about the things in the past that i've known like yeah that was stress eating like looking back on it in the moment Mm -hmm. i might not have noticed what was going on but maybe i don't think any of them were like rich like chocolate is and maybe that would have stopped me because the the big ones that are popping out in my head are like spicy like chip type things Mm -hmm. um sweet tarts and sour patch kids sure sour patch kids were the most severe and extreme that i've ever stress ate Mm -hmm. um which is why i was forbidden from buying them for you right yes (laughs) and people that i studied with in college knew that if they wanted to piss me off they could buy a pack and start eating them because i would get angry at them (laughs) rough um and I was never allowed to go anywhere where they sold them if I was feeling down. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go down a dark spiral. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I don't know. So, was there any follow-up to this? <laughs> well, I was just thinking about stress eating. Because in adulthood, one of the like easy things that I've learned to cook for myself that is, I guess, become kind of stress eating is all like, slice a potato and fry it up and then have it with some ranch and oh god i've noticed that's a bit of stress eating <laughs> what Not it's like... mainly it's mainly the ranch oh are you serious i thought it was the fry no way potato we haven't talked part. about this frying a potato i've fried potatoes but i just don't like ranch oh you're it's despicable you fake midwesterner yep that's fine um but yeah while i was while I was preparing to stress eat or making the food to stress eat this weekend um, while struggling with 3D printer stuff, I I peeled off the tip, or not the tip, the top of the knuckle of my middle finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just been on my head constantly because I have a large bandage you know, on my You have finger. a scar from your <laughs> a visual reminder, <laughs> a of, visual your pa- reminder of your past of the, transgressions. Of the thing I knew I shouldn't make for myself because I shouldn't be eating it, but I still did it, and then yeah. I got punished for it because karma. 